0: wrestling fans freestyle season is just around the corner and if you want to wear the same singlet that kyle dake yanni d and Vito wore at the 2021 olympic team trials you can do that now by going to spartancombat.com and shopping their extensive list of freestyle singlets and specifically the u.s trials limited edition singlet combo check it out now on spartancombat.com
1: don't back down to nobody man like just go and force your will on them and You know, the best thing I can say, too, is, hey, man, one match at a time, like I'm saying, man, I never wrestled the kid, the right guy, you know, the guy was supposed to be in the state finals, so you can't look ahead.
0: We can endure anything and adapt and pivot and change. Wrestling gave us that ability.
1: I would say nothing in life has impacted me more than the things wrestling has taught me in terms of self-reflection, resilience. Toughness. Some guys have it, some guys don't. Adversity, 100%, how to pick myself up and be a man after I failed.
0: And everything that has shaped my life and where I'm at today would not be there without the values and basically the the lessons I've learned through the sport of wrestling. For me, wrestling saved my life because it allowed me to focus
1: and channel my energy.
0: We're fortunate if you wrestled because if you wrestled, natural talent helps but it's it's five percent of the ingredient it pales in comparison to heart and technique and effort it humbled me taught me humility nothing can hit humble you more than wrestling i think it's the learning to adapt right you learn you learn how to adapt you learn how to solve problems you know if i
1: look back at my time that's good wrestling if it gave me one thing
0: more than anything else
1: it's mental toughness
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wrestling Change My Life podcast. This is your host, Ryan Warner. It's the eve of the great Illinois High School State Wrestling Tournament. One of the most exciting weekends in Illinois wrestling. And in honor of this epic event taking place tomorrow, I felt it was only right to bring on one of the Illinois GOATs, Joey Gilbert. Joey was the first four-time AA state champ ever. AA is the big school division Joey won his first state title in 1986. He won in 87, 88, and 89, and put together a 161-1 high school record in the process. In college, Joey wrestled for Michigan. He was a two-time All-American and had some epic bouts with Tom Brands, which you can find on YouTube. But in the meantime, folks, enjoy this interview with a true Illinois legend, Joey Gilbert. Before we get there, Fan of the Week goes to... One of my old high school coaches, Jesse Montez, and his two boys, Anthony and Zachary, who are competing this weekend at the state tournament. Good luck this weekend, boys, and good luck to all who are wrestling at the Illinois State Tournament this weekend. This episode is brought to you by Spartan Combat. As soon as the state series is done, make sure you register for the Spartan Combat Nationals taking place April 8th through the 10th in Jacksonville, Florida. Register now at SpartanCombat.com. And that's it, folks. Let's get to the interview with the great Joey Gilbert. Joey Gilbert, welcome to the podcast, sir.
1: All uh, right, thanks for having me.
0: It is an honor, man. Growing up, always heard the name, and you know we've gotten to know each other about ten years ago, and good to have you back on the podcast. For non-Illinois people, this is the week of the Illinois State Tournament, holds a special place in all of our hearts. Just when I mention the name, you know, IHSA State Week, what kind of emotions and feelings come to mind for you?
1: You know, mostly excitement. You know, and uh, that was mostly, you know, I think it's, it's exciting. You know, since you know I've always been watching the state final since like sixth grade. You know, and I always want to be part of it. And you know, when making it down, it's, it's exciting. It's a super exciting state uh, championship, apparently. Because you know, I see, you know, I went to college with some of my buddies, and you watch these videos of their state championship it doesn't have the same pageantry tree as, you know, in Illinois state wrestling uh, championships have.
0: And you said you were going down since sixth grade. Was it going down to watch your brothers or just the IKNBF club you were in took you down to watch?
1: Well, it was, well, we all went on our own. We, you know I mean, a kid on our team's brother was going to the university in Illinois. I'm you know, like in sixth grade, we just went down there stay in some guy's dorm room, you know, Brian Elon's dorm room and, you know, just want to watch the
0: state championship. You know,
1: we were just running around the town watching wrestling. Nice, Not man. too much of a vision going
0: on. Well, you know, we're going to get to, a, you know, get to the state tournament and your run there. And, you know, the the, the one year I could have sworn you were going to wrestle Met And then William Gay throws him in a headlock. Just one of the craziest situations that ever happened. But let's go back to the early days for you. How'd you get started in wrestling?
1: Oh, I started like in fourth grade. You know, and uh, my, you know, my older brother G was a really good football player and like, you know, and baseball player. And you know, people are like, well, you know, why don't you join wrestling? You know, if you're such a great athlete. And I just remember my mom taking me, taking me with me to sign my brother up. And, you know, and I was standing with my mom, and there was a takedown tournament going on at the mat. And Joe Tho asked me if I wanted to participate, and so I started to participate. You know, I kept, you know, taking people down, and all I was using was pretty much as a football double, you know, football tackle, because I started football three years before that. And then, you know, I ended up getting taken down and then, you know, I went to set it against the wall. Then all of a sudden they called me over and they said, you won the takedown tournament. And I'm like, man, I got really excited about it. I'm like, no, oh, this could be a sport for me.
0: And then from there, talk us through your early years in the Academy. Did you, do you have some lumps or is your role kind of straight, straight through it?
1: No, I don't really understand wrestling that much when I first joined it.
0: You know, I thought you had to pin
1: the guy, you know, just like, you know, watching, you know, WWE, you know. And then, you know, lucky my dad wrestling. He's like, no, man, you know, you got to be out there scoring points. I'm just trying to pin the guy. And I was like, more fourth grade. And then fifth grade, I kind of started to understand the point system. And, you know, I went downstate, you know. I started in fourth grade. and went downstate in fifth grade. Well, you know, I just started to, you know, understand the sport and understand the takedown aspect, the riding aspect. So from there, you know, I went downstate as a fifth grader. And then, uh, I mean, that was kind of tough, too, because I had to wrestle my older brother go state that year. You know, I was in fifth grade. He was in eighth grade. You know, and that's when they only had one division.
0: Whoa. And you had to wrestle him at the sectional?
1: I had to wrestle him in the regional championship and the sectionals for third and fourth.
0: Oh, my God. And so people don't realize just how structured and organized the QWF was way back then. Now there's a lot of states that have their organization, but in the 80s, like you said, it was one division and everyone was going down to Springfield. For that state tournament.
1: Yeah, you know that year I think it was actually held at Harper College. Okay. And then the following year, I'm thinking DeKalb. You know, but yeah, so I went down as a fifth grader. And then sixth grade, I ended up winning state. Well, I didn't win a match at all down my first grade year. At all. So sixth grade, I won it. Seventh grade, I took third. Eighth grade, I won it.
0: And were you on the Tinley Park Bulldogs?
1: Yeah, I was on the Bulldogs, Pioneers and Bulldogs, so.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm yep. doing a, uh, as we speak here, I'm, I'm wrapping up a Tony Davis documentary, and he was a little bit later than you. Had, but the Steve Williams era and, like, Terrell Sandiford's, was that after you or before you? Well, Santefords,
1: while I was in college, because he was at, I mean, on in high school, sorry. And uh, Steve, no, my brother would wrestle Steve Williams, so I know Steve Williams real well you know and Sanford also you know Thornton so we wrestle those guys a lot you know in the rocket Tournament, dual meets so i know those guys real well yeah and i remember when the Harvey twisters came around you know it was like how fast they got good and you know it was crazy
0: like just like uh, in a couple of seasons right they they weren't even really that well known and then next thing you know in 86 87 they're they're right there
1: yeah i'm thinking like in had to be like my 7th grade year and then also my 8th grade year these guys are competing with everybody, you know.
0: Yeah. It was nuts. <laughs> Dude, some of those teams they had back then were ridiculous. And uh, you know, another name from your era that, you know, it comes to mind, I mentioned it earlier is you know, Sean Bourmet. Was he in your kids' club or were you aware of him growing up?
1: You no, know, I know Sean since well, you know, I had this coach named Mike Stuck, but he knows everybody, you know, on like kids wrestling. And so, you know, anyway it was good. He talked about it. but Sean Russell for the I can't remember when the first club he wrestled for it was the Mokina team, but then, you know, his dad started the Frankfurt Falcons, you know? Got it. And, uh, you know, Frankfurt is pretty close to Chimley Park, you know? Yeah. So, so I always knew who Sean was, you know, and I know he was, you know, this real outstanding wrestler. And then, you know, he used to wrestle like Jim Joukowsky all the time. And we were like similar weight. And I'm pretty sure I think Sean might have beat me in my th- fourth grade year. You know at regionals, you know I don't know exactly, but I knew who he was. You know,
0: mm-hmm. I didn't know how close you guys were if you were training partners.
1: No, we didn't really start working out together until college.
0: Got it. Yeah, old, go blue, baby, and uh, you guys end up there. And and before we get to that though, you know, your freshman year, IHSA state, two classes at the time, right? Yep, one A, two A. One nine two A. So you're in you're in two A, the the big school division, nineteen eighty six. You're going into Assembly Hall for the first time. What memories do you have of just your first trip down there?
1: I think just you know like go, going through like the wrestling area where you get through and then just coming through that first tunnel and just seeing all the kids on the mat and all the mats on the gym floor, you know, on the basketball floor. I just got like, hey man, this is this is great, man. This is you know and you know, that's, you know, like I said, I want to say, you know, like I said, you get excited about it. And there's just an awesome feeling and awesome view, you know, those mats and those kids in this crazy stadium that, you know, I never got to wrestling before, you know, I've been in it, but I always wanted to wrestle in and now I'm actually wrestling. In it.
0: Why do you think some people like you get excited and others get nervous and maybe claim up in that kind of environment?
1: You know, I think it's, it's like, it's, you know, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I kind of like the limelight, you know. So, And then some people don't like the limelight. I do. I like, I'm like. i not going to say, you know, I mean, I like showing off, and I'm not going to hide it, you know. I mean, I like being a competitor, you know. I like being out there. I like people watching me, man, wrestle, you know. And I think, I mean, what's the crazy best time of year? Like, all year, you know, we, we always had great support at our high school, you know, through our dual meets and everything. But, man, what's, you don't get too many chances in your life to wrestle in front of 10,000 people. You know, I mean, I remember going my first NCA's in uh, uh, College Park, Maryland. I don't think it was even that many people there back then. You know, I mean, it was just exciting to have all those people, you know, watching you, you know, wrestle.
0: Yeah. And just knowing all of the storylines and all the drama, you know, dating back to the IKWF and kind of following that in. And uh, was your when you were when you were a freshman, was that your brother's last shot then at, at placing and, and getting a medal?
1: Well, my little brother, yeah, because, like, he was only 79 pounds going into high school, my brother G. So he didn't really wrestle much. And then he wrestled his sophomore year, you know, and then junior, he lost to a Canadian dentist to Shane for uh, going out state at 126. And then senior year, I, get, I come to high school, I go 126. He cuts down to 119. So, you know, and then, you know, he makes it down state. He doesn't place. But, you know, I think that's one of my motivations going to say state final because he, he, he was in the last round, and if he wins that match, he takes – he actually would have took an automatic fifth because Murphy ended up forfeiting. You know, he's winning, I think, 12 to 10, and never in his life ever puts the leg in. I just remember sitting up there in the stands, and he gets put on his back and ends up losing by two and doesn't place. And, you know, that's why before I got to go wrestle the state finals.
0: So that was something that resonated deep with you, just kind of watching that all unfold.
1: Right, and I think that's an actual motivation. You know, it turns some disappointment in the family into more, you know, something positive.
0: And when you were, you know, you were down in the tunnel, you know, the Grand March happens, and it's it's one of the great spectacles of wrestling. And, you know, are you someone who, before you're going out, that you're kind of running through your attack plan, or, or is your mind more of like a clear zen mind? No,
1: I mean, it's... You know, you're totally more than a Zen because you're putting yourself in that spot and, you know, and I'm going and then, you know, and I still tell my wrestlers too, like, you got to know what you're doing before you step out there, man. You got a game plan. You got to know what, what setup, what takedown, what stand up, what breakdown, you know? And that's what I'm going into, you know? Right, man. Right, exactly. You put yourself in the Zen, you know? I'm a big guy on that, you know? big believer in that. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm a big Brad Warren fan of, you know, who he is a big Zen guy, you know? No, so, tell
0: me. No, what's his, what's his pro? process
1: well, Brad one is well i'm really into punk rock music and being a punk rock and i grew up as a punk rock kid and he took zen and puts into a punk rock style you know i send you the books i mean i surely tell you what hour later yeah know, but you know ones i will you know sit down and shut up you know punk rock zen stuff like that you know he's a cool guy he's from ohio i mean he's an east coast guy but he went to school in dayton and, and you know he just writes Mostly, his Buddhism comes from punk rock, you know. He's so I can really lay with it a little bit better, even though Got I it. really enjoy Buddhism and all that stuff. But it's pretty cool how he writes it.
0: Is that something you were cued into back then, or you just kind of found it later in life and it it vibe with what you were going going with?
1: No, you know, I mean, I, I was in a little bit because I was like, really, you know, into like anything like alternative arts and, you know, so I was in it a little bit, you know, but. I think this is my, but my high school coach, in a sense, I think a lot of people have like, you know, a lot of those logics and theories without saying what it is. You know, my coach always kept me in the now, man. Yeah. He was good at that, you know, keeping in the moment, man. You know, like really kept me that one match at a time mindset. Well, I didn't really, I felt like I had it in college, but he really had that mindset for me, you know, never looking ahead, just enjoying the moment, you know. And that's why i you know I would tell any kid going out state right now, like every match is a state championship match, And, you know, go out there and, and enjoy that moment, man, and put points up and wrestle.
0: Yeah. And I mean you uh you coach for, for a number. I I remember you marrying Catholic, but I mean you you coach guys down there, you wrestled down there, you've been down there a ton of times and that uh that philosophy of coach Leahy embedded something that still rings true.
1: Oh yeah, you know, I took a lot of you know
0: You know, a lot from
1: his coaching, especially in high school, I use you know, a lot of the same methods and training methods that he used, you know?
0: Yeah. And this, I'm sorry. No, no no problem. Go ahead.
1: Oh, that that was it.
0: Well, I was just going to, you mentioned college and, you know, we don't have to go in chronological order, but, you know, I was just looking through the the college brackets. What kind of a pull was it for you to get down to 134 all those years? Was that like a a tremendous strain on you or was it, did it come off pretty good?
1: No, nah, it killed me, man. I mean, probably, you know, maybe get away from wrestling a little bit. I don't, you know, it was, it was a struggle. I mean, I was, you know, I was walking around 185 pounds in all season. I mean, that's no. probably a lot of my fault, too, you know, drinking barren eating McDonald's. I wasn't in the greatest <laughs> way to go. But, you know, I was really lifting until, like lifting weights, man, lifting heavy weights, too, you know. Yeah. One on the bench, like 400 some pounds and squat. You know, what I mean, I was into that stuff, you know. I'm from the South Suburbs, man. Like you know, we're big into lifting weights, you know, yeah. bodybuilding down here, man. You know, and like you know, I go to Gold's Gym in the off season, and I go to USA Gym, man. It's hardcore gyms, man. And that's what I was into. I was just really not wearing, you know. This, I mean, oh man, if I, I, man, I think what's killed me the most is not learning how to the right diet, doing you know, eating the right stuff after wins, man. We're eating like crazy stuff. Even like in high school, we sub. Sub sandwiches from White I and you know, no <laughs> nutrition wise, man. And then you know, I started listening to you got Tom Brands on, and two, these guys are like all tuned into that stuff back then, man. That was like <laughs> not, I didn't even understand any of that stuff,
0: man. Like the difference on what like uh, like a guy like David Taylor eats after and now versus what you guys were doing back then must be night and day.
1: Oh yeah, man. We're eating potato chips, man. You're making a list the night before. I'm going to eat this, eat that. I don't know my sister did the same thing. She got into wrestling later in life and I and she was less than Toledo in the World Cup and I looked down, she's got a whole list of things she just wants to eat, you know. <laughs> no, no, you would with gummy bears and stuff, you know.
0: So what what weight did you wrestle your senior year of high school? Uh one
1: thirty five. They switched the weights that year.
0: 135. And so yeah. going into college, were you thinking you'd be like forty one, somewhere in there?
1: You know. I think, you know, I think what happened to me is like, I was not, I, I, I mean, I always rust to walk around like, what, 145, 150 my senior year. But, you know, I think I, I think overall and, and I think a lot of people don't talk about it. I think when I started to become like 18, 19, you know, I, I, I struggled with my weight. I really did, you know. I started to get heavier. You yeah. know, you know, and I think, and, you know, I don't think I had the greatest eating habits either, but My body started to get bigger, you know, and I don't know. Purdue wanted me to wrestle 126.
0: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, but you know, I did do, I think, man, man. I I want to say S bars. I I can't remember exactly the free night, but I want one year, I think my junior year, I wrestled like 132 and like cut down to, I can't, 125 for the freestyle. For college match I was still in high school You know I could You know But I wasn't that heavy Back then you know And I could run And Yeah Get down there But in college I think I started to struggle I think the weight You know And I never You know I think that's the last thing But like Some people just start Getting bigger you know Yeah And yeah You know I think I I wanted to wrestle 42 After my sophomore year But it didn't really work out
0: I was gonna ask you What would have been Your ideal weight I
1: think Austin Gomez Is making a great move You know Going to exactly. Wisconsin and 149. You 149. Know, you know, and there's a lot of kids, man. I, I don't want to name names, but kids I know that are going to college. And I'm like, hey, man, there's a lot of other colleges. And, and, and You don't have to wrestle D1, man. Just go and get your degree, man. And go wrestle 41 or 49, man. And But, you know, live it. But, you know, you still got to live it, you know, and still have to do all the right things to wrestle that weight class. Yeah, I want to leave that for my uh, sophomore year, you know, because I was more my junior. You know, I just not... One day I was in my garage and I started looking at some of my brackets and I'm like, I was like 17-1 one at 142 and I, oh man, I got I was ranked the top one two and 142. I go to 134, I cut back down, i like ranked six. And those guys were hammers, man, in that weight class, man.
0: Dude, your brackets were insane. You had Zuniga, Marinelli, obviously Brands. Everyone knows about those battles. And then I um, can't remember the guy's name from Penn State, a guy from Wisconsin. I mean the Big Ten was nasty. Oh man, I had
1: Mark Ferguson from Cornell. People don't know about that guy, man. Now he's a doctor. And I sometimes I still talk to him on Facebook. But that guy was a I man, I struggle against that guy. You know. And you know, you give everybody tough Truby matches and
0: Truby, that's what I was thinking of.
1: Right, man. You get I mean, there was a lot of studs I had, man. And then I was at 42. I didn't really I mean kids were tough, but you know, I was doing all right, man think, oh, it's that kid. I, I I don't want. There's a kid from Missouri. I wrestled at 34. I shouldn't. I don't mean, know. Is he's? I don't want to say, sm, man. But you know, he had. I'm going to 142 and a all American that year. He was even ranked in the top 10 at 134. Dang. Goes up and takes third or fourth. And the kid from Maryland, I beat in, and I beat both those guys at the Midlands, and they both placed at 42. You know.
0: Right. So, I mean, for you to, to keep that down, because you figure your you're true freshman year, Big Ten Rookie of the Year, make it to Nationals, and then your sophomore you take third. Again, this is a true sophomore. Take a third, which is like back then wasn't all that common. But by then, for you to keep this weight down, like you're coming out on Monday, you're talking 10 over, or you're talking way more than that to keep it under control throughout the year?
1: Well, I was 10 over the day before I was happy. And I'm coaching at University of Chicago right now, and I'm telling the kids, they're talking about their way I'm like, wait, that's man. I'd be super happy. I was 10 over the night before, (laughs) you know, I probably could pull four or five wrestling and then the next five, I just hop on the bike, you know, and I could tell you how much I lost by just by my sweatshirt with the sweat
0: on it, you know? Oh my God. That sounds, it's fun to talk about now. Probably not fun for you, but it's just like looking back, that'd be so make the wrestling so miserable compared to like what you're used to, or would you still get some fun out of it?
1: No. You know, I mean, at times, I, I, I mean, bro, I think what you mean, man, it was like, you know, I think what happened to I me, mean, when you start cutting weight, you kind of start drifting away from wrestling, too, man, like, my, my my, job was making, you know, I started the battle of scale too much, man, I wasn't ever concentrating on my wrestling, you know? Yeah. You know, I went up to junior, I was wrestling 142, and now I was concentrating on wrestling again, and you know, if I had a close match? Like, you know, a couple tournaments, I never let uh, it dwell on it, man. I was just like, hey, man, you know, I was a lot more confident. I'm going to be in better shape next week. But, you know, I want to go down to 134. I had a close match. I'm like, I thought it was the end of the world, man. It's a, I just, my mindset was totally different because, you know, I knew I had to, you know, make that weight at 134. You know, and, and I struggled in school. I ain't know, you know, I, I, I was pretty severe learning disability. So I struggled in both. And it was hard to handle. That's why I really admire all those guys like David Taylor and, uh, you know, even like, those guys that Yanni and uh, you know, all those guys that end up being four-time national champ or anyway, national champ that could handle all that. Dude, I admire the hell out of those guys.
0: Seriously. I mean, you think about a school like Michigan, it's, it's basically Ivy league education. I mean, that had to be a pretty big shock coming from uh public school back then to go to Michigan.
1: You know, man, I, you know, so I'm like, my older brother was the first guy in college right now, really, you know, at the time, you know, and he's playing baseball at, uh, just marrying college and final leg. and you know, he just goes to the school with 500 kids. You know, I go to Michigan, I didn't know Michigan was that great at academics. You know, I know Michigan because of football, I didn't even like Michigan, I man. I'm a huge Notre Dame fan at the time, you know. I wanted to go to Notre Dame, you know. I, but I, I only schools I thought were great academic schools are like Harvard and Princeton, right? I didn't know like North Carolina and UCLA are unbelievable educational schools, you know,
0: right? So, who all it, did you it, get looks for coming out of it? Cause I, cause he obviously Mark Johnson was in Iowa. He's an Illinois guy, but they had brands, so I don't know if they were calling you as much or no. who
1: Iowa State, Minnesota, a little bit, Arizona State, a little bit. Yeah, remember I never was really, never really broke out on the freestyle scene. I mean, I went to we called it Junior Nationals at the time, you know, you know, I went there three years, and I replaced – The closest I ever placed was Greco my junior year. You know, and I go to you know the central. We call them centrals back then. You know, I would place. I mean, I won like when AAU nationals, but that was not in the to of the USA nationals. So I wasn't that heavily recruited, even though being a four-time state champ. You know, Michigan was almost on a whim. They didn't want me. They want this kid. Then I'm going to Miami, Ohio, and he said no to them. And then Mr. Griff, I don't know if you know, you know Jack Griffin.
0: Yeah, from Northwestern.
1: Yeah, his father like made a phone call for me you know, like. So I said, you know, it's not like any of the schools are, are that. I, I mean, in the hindsight, I probably should have just went to Illinois State. You know, those guys, you know, school-wise and just seemed like real great guys. But, you know, two of the schools I wanted to get, go to also was Purdue and Indiana. Indiana was my first choice, and I couldn't get in. I don't know why. I mean, I got into, like – I mean, I probably applied at 20 schools. And I got in 18. You know, Purdue and Indiana. I guess Indiana, didn't, the state of Indiana, didn't really want me to go to school. Guessing, you know? <laughs> I mean – <laughs> Purdue was my first choice because, like, you know Don Stuckley, this guy, you know my my grade school coach's brother was a national qualifier for Purdue. You know, lost to Trizino and ref decision to state final. I mean, the guy, you know, I'm like guy really helped me with wrestling. I'm like, I really wanted to go to Purdue and couldn't get into Purdue and couldn't get into Indiana. Kind of down the dumps. I ran to Mr. Griffin somehow, and I don't know. I go, yeah, I want to wrestle in the Big Ten, you know. And I don't know how Michigan came up. He made a phone call. Michigan called me. I went up there, came home, signed with Michigan.
0: And is this before your fourth title or after? No, after. We couldn't sign until after worse. Got it. Okay. Man, it's just so crazy to think how different the recruiting process was back then versus it is now. You know, those kids are getting called as sophomores.
1: Well, you know, nobody really, only two schools really recruited me. It was Illinois State. They came at my house and Purdue always came to my house, you know, Jordan, you know, it was like. That's it. And then, you know, like, you know, I want to go to Pooh, couldn't, couldn't get in. I know Indiana recruited me, you know, a little bit also, you know. They were yeah. pretty upset that I didn't end up going to Indiana. They didn't want me to sign with Michigan, you know, McFarland didn't. But I know. I'm like, hey, man, what's going to happen? If I can't get in. I'm not going to have a scholarship, you know. He said at home.
0: Right. And when you were going out to the Junior Nationals on Team Illinois, were, were any Illinois guys winning it and, and placing high back then, or is Illinois yet to hit their peak?
1: You know, guys with Greco, yeah. You know, we had guys, Ben Morris was winning it, Sam DeGre- Gracie, Bam Bam, Postelnik, all those guys were placing. You know, Jack Griffin, man, did he win it at 23? I wish I had a, more. I don't want to give out any bad information, but, yeah, you know, Sean taking second. Uh, I mean, there was guys, you know, there was a kid, uh, Dan Ricci, he would Greco, you know, a lot of Greco guys saying almost, you know, Illinois' always, always been good at Greco, you know, yeah, but we're not as good as the kids are doing now, man. No way, especially I was just talking all over with my son, like when he was in high school, like, man, I, that's the most impressive. And since I probably had the late 70s and early 80s, that's probably some of the most impressive knowing my kids, man, I've ever seen wrestle, man.
0: Yeah, I mean, think about that, think about some of those names, and then. You know, outside of Illinois at the time, guys like Alan Freed were coming through there and winning four of those things. And that's, was that your era as well, I'm guessing, about going to junior nationals?
1: Exact, exact the same era. I wrestled okay. Alan Freed. Not there. I wrestled him in college. And I wrestled him in freestyle, you know, later on. Right.
0: That's guy's
1: good, you know.
0: Not oh, super good. I mean, he's, he's another guy, you know, one NCA title. And if it wasn't for brands, maybe a, a three, you know, a three-timer, um, You know,
1: people don't understand how good that guy was because I remember one year I was at the US Open and I'm like, Man, don't tell me how freeze in this weight class at 130s, 60s. Like, no, man, I'm going 149. I'm like, Oh, all right. And then that's the year past Smith cut down to 149 and he beat past Smith. What? I'm pretty sure. I'm may I not? That's why I want to say too much facts, but I'm pretty sure.
0: Dude, he was freaking insane. And, you know, he tech fall the Brains Brothers at, at junior nationals. And then, you know, as you get to college, the gap gets a little bit narrower. But, um, man, to go up like that and wrestle Pat Smith in his prime, crazy.
1: Right, man. You know, Pat Smith, you know, is like one of the most unbelievable wrestlers I've seen, you know, since high school. Good. And How was that you know, right.
0: it, I would be remiss without asking about, you know, you had two absolute brawls with Tom Brands and you've wrestled a lot of greats. Was it his pace or was it just, was there something technically he was doing? I mean, when you look back on those battles, what sticks out to you?
1: Oh, well, we wrestled more than like, he really, the first time I ever wrestled was at big Times my freshman at Northwestern. He gave it to me there, man. And then, uh, so the next time I ended up wrestling is in, in Champaign. you know, I don't think my head was ever really, I never really think like, like, I think my high school coach was always good with the mental game. You know, I never really yeah. thought my hair was always on straight. I have, I don't know, ability wise. Yeah. But never really kept myself in a match, you know, thinking, right. You know, and now I watch a match. I'm like, I mean, I know I know a lot more about wrestling now than I knew then also, you know, but I mean, there's a lot of things that I could do. done, slow down the pace and work my underhook. You know, that's the stuff I go over, but I just, I wasn't thinking, you know, I just let the match go out of hand, you know? And that happens in sports all the time with kids, man. And I coach football, the same thing. Some games just get out of hand, even though the teams are even. It's just a mental game, you know. Well, mm-hmm. you know, you hit, man, he's got Dan Gable in his corner. And, man, I want a good a guy and end up being pretty, you know, known real well, like Royce Alger and, like, man, those guys living in Iowa, man. We don't, you know, and people don't understand it, man. And, you know, like I was going back to, like, you know, like, I, I mean, I like being somebody, man. You go to Michigan, you ain't somebody no more, especially so coming out of. Chicago and like, you know, I'm you know, this might sound arrogant, but man, I was in the newspaper. I liked it, man. I got a lot of, you know, it was crazy. And you go to Michigan, and win my first tournament, nobody cares. Iowa, man, I like listening to those guys talk, man. They're like, big deal, man. You know, yeah. I like being a big deal, man. You know, I think those guys just had, you know, mental. Everything was good, man. When I'm you know, great coaches, Dan Gable, man. You can't ask for no way better, you know.
0: I mean, especially think about, you know, after you won your first high school state title, anytime you walked in a tournament, they're on out. Everyone's pointing and looking That's Joey Gilbert. They're whispering behind the scenes. You know, that that had to be your reality from an early age on.
1: Yeah. Right. You know, guys, you know, that's how it was. And, you know, people were always talking. It was a lot different. If I'd be a little bit, I don't know how I would have handled it. Now with all this social media, you know, mostly it was just rumors, you know, when I was wrestling. (laughs) <laughs> you know, that's so it funny. wasn't like you know, and people ain't bashing you in the newspaper either. You know, as a wrestler in high school, they're always you know,
0: you know. It's funny you say rumors. I was interviewing Reggie Wright for the Tony Davis documentary, and he was talking about you know Tony Davis and Steve Williams. He's like, it was all rumor this, rumor that, and finally they're like, uh, you know, he finally met him at like I don't know what tournament it was. He's like, bro, the rumors were true, and it's just kind of funny you say rumors because that's really not something people think about. Now, but back then, you know, no internet, you know, you had really no way of knowing what was going on.
1: Well, you know, you know it's crazy. Like it's died down a little bit, but you don't understand like in the 70s and the 80s and in the heart, like South suburbs, man, the South town we call is it, like the wrestling's insane. wrestling's big, man. People go watch wrestling. I mean, people actually enjoy wrestling, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. I think it's I think, like, you know, I came from like a pretty good small wrestling environment, you know? And then to like Michigan is like, you know, it's like Iowa, you know. I was always people talk about wrestling, you know. My sister in law from Iowa, Longtree, you know, right outside Iowa City. And like, you know, I talk to her dad all the time. He knows everything about Iowa wrestling. The guy not wrestled a day in his life. I mean, he knows Iowa State people. He you knows guys from Gilbert Bosco were like, you know,
0: like crazy Cedar Rapids, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. crazy
1: to me, you know. And you're
0: saying but, that's you know, how like, South Suburbs were for you back then?
1: Yeah, in, in the newspaper and stuff. And you know, was people are cool too, you know. Joe Williams, like man, I always got to be in the newspaper. Like when he got to be in the newspaper, man, you know. People are like, are you jealous? I'm like hell no, man. I, I'm, I, I get to be a newspaper again. It's cool with me, man. <laughs> you know, you gotta love it, man. You know, I expect the hell out of that guy, man. Great wrestler he is, you know.
0: Oh my god, incredible. Yeah, because uh, every article you find with Joe Williams, it's like, you know, will he be the first four four-timer since, you know, Joey Gilbert? And it wasn't, it wasn't too long after that when you were going through or when he was going through, and so. <laughs> So when you were coming up, what were like what were the big uh big kids tournaments that you guys would, would rally around on the south side?
1: I think the main one uh, is the Panther Tournament is just like a state tournament. It's not like that. It's funny because I remember getting out of college and I got in the roughing and I remember roughing the Panther Tournament and it's like, oh man, this ain't like the old Panther Tournament, but it ain't <laughs> like the old tournaments either. Like the old tournament was just like. Every turn was pretty serious, man. The Midwest Classic. You go there and you're all day, man. But you know, only one guy has a team. That's it. You know, you send, you know, what, 22 kids, I think, maybe back in IKBF. I can't exactly how many kids are in each weight class, but it's something like that. That's it. That's all you got to send, you know? Yeah. So you had varsity back there, and that was a big deal with the spotlight coming out and shaking hands and. You know, and you wrestle pretty much all the same kids are going to wrestle down the state, and people traveled. You know, and we're lucky we didn't have to travel. You know, because the good area we're in. Right.
0: Yeah, I heard uh, another one that was thrown around was the War Horse. Yeah, the War
1: Horse. Man, uh, I know I want. I know I wanted once. <laughs> Yeah, because like I remember, I wrestled Saturday and Sunday, and I think the next day was the Warholers, and I know I got pinned in the finals. Got Steve Smurfs, he won't live it, let me live it down. That guy, well, you know. <laughs> but it's like, but I was all I finally won my first tournament the day before, and I go wrestle again in another tournament. You know, I'm like, man, I remember standing up, getting cradled.
0: Man, but, now were your parents like, were they ones that were pushing you, driving you, or was it mainly self-driven for you?
1: Oh, man. Oh. I just got off the phone with my mom. We just went over, like, every bracket almost in the state turning it Girls, too. So, no, my mom is totally a wrestling person. No, I'm, I mean, there's times, like, I, we, we, we went to California for my freshman year or vacation, and I'm laying in my bed, and my mom's kicking the bed. i like, you got to get up. I'm like, get up for what? You got to go wrestle in, you know, fresh, soft, freestyle state you know like oh man you know oh yeah my mom pushed me there's no doubt about it Play in a positive way a fun way but we're all we're having fun with it you know mm-hmm. i mean you're, i don't know how my mom even figured it out once one time i lost this kid at junior national somehow she knew he was wrestling in this aau tournament in lawrence kansas and we drove all the way out there there's so like a wrestler the kid you know i'm like no wait we, we're, we're pretty intense about it my mom still loves wrestling man we talk about it all day man like First time I ever could like talk, you know, she's, you know, big Michigan fan right now, you know, you know, because of Sean and, you know, she likes, you know, you know, Mason Pierce, probably her favorite wrestler right now, but, you <laughs> know, but yeah, it drives her nuts. But I'm like, mom, you know, she knows how good Stevenson is. And, you know,
0: yeah, and
1: yeah, yeah, it's that's- cool. I remember when yeah. he was a little kid on the Bulldogs, you know, it's pretty that's- crazy. but
0: Yeah. A lot of people don't know that he it- it- was an Illinois guy.
1: He was a monster, that kind of like compared to his brothers, you know. His dad, you know, good people. Mm-hmm. Pretty interesting. You know, they can't drove all away from I think that the time they lived in Michigan City. I don't know exactly, but yeah. They'll come down, you know, I'm going to Yeah, my mom was like, my mom, you know, wrestling's big man. Everybody wrestled in my family, you know. My dad wrestled in high school. You know, my sister wrestled. We made a wrestle at 27 years old, you know, after we seen the mansion in the Midlands. And next thing you know, she's in the you know the World Cup in Toledo wrestling, you know.
0: And like, like really yeah, said, wrestling
1: my, my niece is wrestling in college, and, you know, so, you know, my son's coaching, and I was pretty excited, too, for my co- son, like, he's a guy that was one match away going down state, but, you know, tonight he's going down there, he's coaching at St. Rita, you know, and, and he's all excited, man, he finally gets on the floor and finally see what's what's going on in that tunnel, you know, and he's jacked, yeah. you know, that makes me excited, man, that's what I love about the sport, you know, somewhere yeah. you can always be a part of that tournament, you know, never give up, right?
0: That's the thing. Man, it's a, it takes a while to go down there as a fan if, you, if it didn't end the way you wanted. It took me about 10 years to finally, you know, swallow my pride and get back in there because it's just so much tied to it at the time, you know? You don't know how you're going to feel when you go back. So, like, when you do go back, though, when you walk in, it's awesome.
1: Well, you know, exactly. And I think my younger brother was that way, you know, and a lot of people don't understand. Like, you know, he went up and tried to, you know, knock off Joe Williams, you know, and, you know, things, you know, he ended up taking fourths. But, you know, I think he's all sighted, you know. I think he wants to get his chance to be in the Grand March, you know. and Why not? You know, it's a good experience, man. You wish that for everybody, man. Let's experience that, man. And like, as an athlete, I was a coach. And, pretty, you know, to me, I was there once as a coach. And I think I enjoyed it more as being an athlete, you know. Yeah. It was super, you know, it was great. Great, great atmosphere, you know, like I say.
0: Now, when you were, when you were coming through, it, you won your first one, you beat Fader. Are you someone who's like, like consciously thinking, I want to be the first four timer, or did it kind of just come? And next thing you know, you're you're about to when you're fourth.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, after I wanted my freshman year, I want you know I felt, hey, yeah, I want to be next four timer. You know, you know, it'd be the second one. You know, overall, first one in Double A. Right, Rudy, right, Rudy really was good. the first one in Providence. Yeah, I wanted it, you know. But you know, when me going in the freshman year, I think that way. No man, I went up and I wrestled the freestyle. And I got beat up, man, by a lot of kids. You know, I mean, Fader had a twenty-five, twenty-three match in Prairie State Perry State Games for turning fourth.
0: Perry State Games—I haven't heard that in a while. Forgot about yeah. that tournament. So even after you won it as a freshman, you're going out there, you're still scrapping, taking losses in the freestyle scene. You're still on the come up, essentially.
1: Right. Yeah. I never. I. I won. I mean, I I guess it's called cadets right now. But I won that freestyle. But I never won junior. I never won, you know, the junior. I lost. One year I took fourth. That might have been the last year. I think I took second as a freshman, fourth as a sophomore. Junior, I didn't wrestle because I went overseas and wrestled, trained in Germany for like a month. You know, and then I came back and then I just wrestled. The mini tournament at junior, at, you know, at
0: the jun- at junior nationals. That's crazy to me because now you would think an IHSA champ, you know, the high school champ would would win freestyle tournament. Not easy, but you definitely need to be the favorite. But that's just how competitive Illinois was back then on that junior scene.
1: Oh, real competitive. But you know, too, like I didn't have no not until my junior year, we really had a place to work out. You know, like Coach Dog Do- Dog Dogger from St. Lawrence and Coach Javey opened up the Maris and their and their St. Lawrence wrestling room to us. That's probably the best year I did in freestyle where I got to practice a couple times a week, you know? And had some structure from those guys. We never had. I was pretty much, my training pretty much was just running around the block, man. You know? <laughs> running around the block, making weight. I never was in wrestling going to these tournaments. I was on the mat. I just was putting my classes on, cutting grass in the back of my dad's truck, cutting weight, you know? What? Pretty much doing that kind of stuff.
0: They're not like, like, uh, Leahy's not opening up the room in, like, June, July to get some, like, open mat workouts in?
1: no but not in the high school samberg was even like that back then wow man you know bulldogs is... the bulldogs bulldogs people go to bulldog bill now it's too wrestling back then it wasn't it was just mostly like a field house you know right yeah we had nowhere to once in a while we could wrestle at the high school but it wasn't like you know other schools and I mean, the only guys were really probably doing it at the time was probably Providence, and then when Coach Poles went over to Sandberg, you know, mm-hmm. that's when those guys started to do it. You know, I, I would go up to Barrington, you know, and work out with, like, Chuck Brady and John Saner and Ben Morris and, you know, Gomez sometimes, you know. we go up there. we try to find anywhere we could wrestle, you know. I had a little mat in my basement, too, you know. This guy gave me from, like, Tony Park High School, coach, you know, my coach in grade school, but we didn't really have no full-time training. So you guys like, sem- the go you go semi-sam wrestling club open up, you know.
0: Where was that based out of? St. Lawrence and Maris. Oh, that's the one you mentioned. Okay. Yeah. Well, that team
1: was full studs, man.
0: You know, that was it was fun too. Is that the Ironman era? Was, was he going through there, Mike Ironman?
1: He's younger. He's my you know, he's he's the other guy wrestling my brother all the time. He's a little bit younger, so he wasn't on that team. It was mostly just
0: high school kids then. Got it. And uh you know, back in the day, Bill Wick would open up the Mount Carmel room on Sundays. Would you guys ever go up that far and get in there on some of those?
1: No, Mount Carmel kids were back then they were coming to Maris. Maybe they probably were open up the room, but I just remember working out with the Mount. 'Cause like you know, like you know, Mike Manginell was one a good friend of mine, so he was on our team. We had a lot of Mount Carmel. I we were old to be able to be at practices too. So we now we never went to Mount Carmel.
0: Yeah, Oglesby's the man. I sat down with him about two months ago.
1: For
0: the, yeah, he's a good guy. I just seen him last week at sectionals. Nice. Yeah. He's a, he was a coach, obviously, you know, coach at Mount Carmel back then. And uh it's just been fun to kind of go down memory lane. Cause you know, when I was a kid coming up, you had Israel Martinez as a five timer and I kid a BF, but you know, everyone talked about this kid, Tony Davis, and I really never knew how good he was. But then I also didn't realize how insane his story was until I started doing this documentary. And through that, I've got to, you know, talk to all these guys again, a few of which you mentioned now. So
1: well, you know, I think when you are talking uh oh man, the Harvey coach. Quent. Quinn, yeah. You know, it, it does. I remember that was talking about rumors. I remember hearing some of that stuff about him after Marcamo losing, you know. And I don't know, that's crazy, man. I mean, but what a great story for the kid bouncing back and what he's accomplished half of that. And he was an unbelievable athlete, man, wrestler, you know.
0: Yeah, unbelievable. And uh You you talk about rumors again. Another rumor I heard growing up because my older brother went to Rocky. Uh, you know, the the William Gay, Sean Bourmet, and you, you know, your junior year, everyone from the outside looking in looks like it's going to be you versus Bourmet in one of the best matches ever. Is that something where you were like kind of consciously focusing on, hey, I'm going to have Bourmet in the finals?
1: Yeah, for sure, man. You know, we we're all it was always competing, man, and then you I mean, we never wrestle each other, but we would wrestle some of the same kids, you know. Mm-hmm. Feel like, hey, man, Sean, let's beat this kid in 30 seconds or something like that. you know, and like you didn't beat him in like a minute or something, you know. Right. Just like stuff like that, you know. You know, guys are and high school kids are I'm like, oh yeah, man. You know, like shoot, I pick it up a little bit, you know. And you know, and I lost to Sean in freestyle that year, like the summer before, and. Man, I knew the kid was good, man. His crazy ankle pick and, you know, and what coach Poles and they got, with that wrestling room they had, you know, the kid was ready to go. But, you know, here's the thing, is the funniest thing people don't understand about that year is that there's this, Ravis High School brought in this kid named Robert Lochner from Oklahoma to beat me. You know, and the kid came up from Oklahoma and then I had up beating him in sectionals and he ended up wrestling Sean, but Sean ended up beating him earlier. So I don't know if the kid came up a beat up both of us or what. I don't understand. But Sean beat him six to nothing. I mean, the kid ended up taking fifth in state. He only had two losses, one to me and one to Sean. So he was actually not a bad wrestler. So, you know, I think that's kind of crazy. Like,
0: So he you was know, from like Oklahoma?
1: Yeah, he was from Oklahoma.
0: Wow. You put yeah, him into he, that he, meat grinder? Like, good God. Because William Gay was undefeated, I'm thinking, too. I'm like,
1: everybody got Sean. You know, like, they don't. But I don't know whether... Or they thought this guy was going to beat both of us, you know? But, I mean, the kid was a decent wrestler, you know?
0: Yeah. I mean, It was uh, good
1: wrestling. And the, was you, the,
0: what's that? Were you watching the William Gay Bourmet match, or were you backstage when that all went down? I was wrestling. But the place and, went berserk.
1: Yeah, you know, I missed, I mean, because I was wrestling, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and I was, uh... You know, what but, you know, William Gay, man, you know, he, I wrestled that guy, you know, and also in college. And, like, but I, there's one thing, man, like, you can't, you're never out of a match, man. If I was a kid, like, what, well, you know, like, I tried to learn, my dad taught, like, man, you got you to gotta learn something, some stuff that you got to pull out of your butt once, you know. You got to be a gunslinger, and you got to watch those guys, man. William Gay tossed me one time the Vegas, man. I'm like, you got to watch it, man. You know, you got to learn stuff, you know. They gotta Remind, keep wrestling, man.
0: Reminds me of Elijah Roberts and that neck wrench he used to throw, man. Like those Rocky guys, but, they would they would be there with something, man. They would be nasty with it too. Well, you know, it's
1: funny because I got in like later on, I got in Jiu Jitsu and MMA and we go to Japan and like these guys, man, there's just, like just go for one thing, just keep going for it until they get there, man. Where you know, I like, I was fighting this guy in Japan and I uh, he Just kept going bam for the ankle lock, and you know, he take punishment, and then they finally got it. You know, these guys would just go for it. You know, that's it, yeah. You know, a lot of people use that concept in grappling, man. People don't understand, and they're just going to keep fighting until they get that move. They're going to, you know, live and die by the sword, you know.
0: <laughs> and man, you've been in some high level tournaments, you were at ADCCs once or twice, three times, three times. I mean, that's yeah, for the, the non-jiu-jitsu listeners on the podcast that's the world series of brazilian jiu-jitsu it happens every two years or every three years something like that and every two every two years how did mm-hmm. you initially get the get the nod to go over to that
1: well we were fighting in uh, back in the day me and my brother and you know a bunch of us from around here were deciding to call hook and shoot and uh they and they were end up doing the Abu Dhabi trials you know down there in evansville indiana And I so I get there, and then the guy's like, oh, I'm going to have, like, the 170 trial. But my brother was in the 170 trial, you know. And then they're like, well, uh, what do you want to do? I'm like, well, isn't there, like, a 143, you know? And he's like, yeah. And you got to remember, at this time, man, I'm way. I was a little heavier, and the guy's like, you're going to make 143? I'm like, yeah, just put me in, man. I didn't even have the trial. They just put me in (laughs) as an alternate. I I went as an alternate all the way to Abu Dhabi. You know, and then all of a sudden the guys like, "I'm about to go out and get something to eat." They're like, "No, man, you got to go cut way. You're in the tournament. Something happened with some guys' visa, so you get in there, you know." So you know, I get in and end up doing pretty well. i end up taking third, you know. And then you know, other times I both won matches, but lost in the quarters. Who but, you did know, you they tap were...
0: that first year? Who was was it? Pequeño?
1: First I didn't, match. i just doing you... my points. But that I was like happened. your first
0: round draw, though, right?
1: That was my second.
0: Dude.
1: That was my second match. You know, um, what's the kid's name? I can't remember the first guy's name. You know, but then I lost to Saka in the semis, you know. And then, you know, Hoyler won it. Right. Right. And so, it, and I don't know, It's just fun. You know, I think, you know, my second year... You know, it was just a fun tournament being around those guys, man. I love grappling,
0: you know. That's what comes to mind when I think of like you're your, like where you're talking about Tinley Park, Overland Park. Those guys are just scrappers, man, and just love to fight. And whether it's a wrestling match or an ATCC match, the fact that you were going in there, I mean, and how much like straight up Brazilian Jiu Jitsu training had you had at that point in the, you know, in the GI? I know it's a no GI tournament, but traditional BJJ More- training.
1: I saw Pi star started, like, in, like, 97, 98, Jim Joukowska. There's a guy, you know, Sean Borman, he's, Sean he's a battle, This kid always. I mean, he actually wrestled him in the state finals at 145. from Saint Lawrence, you know. He, I ran to him. Well, I used to go lift at this USA gym, you know, this hardcore bodybuilding gym. And I ran to him, and he's like, hey, man, because, you know, the UFCs are going on at the time, you know. He's like, hey, this guy, Joe Cortez got guy, Jiu-Jitsu plays in Midway, you know. I I go hey man I'm down. I'm down like I'm gonna go tell my brother we want to do a jiu jitsu so bad this guy knows jiu jitsu we get there and it's like it's in Midway you know like by the I mean right next to the airport and I'm like we get there and uh, there's no mats there's just like looks like there used to be a a hairstylist place you know <laughs> and then the guy pulls out these like blue mats you know and us being wrestlers like what what's going on here. Yeah, Like, we make fun of these blue mats, tumbling mats, right? We never want to wrestle on tumbling mats. And that was it, man. But you got to remember, it would be sad. It was like Matt Hughes being there training, you know?
0: Wow.
1: It was really, that guy was Joe was the like, only dude that really was doing jiu-jitsu, man. And we had a bunch of killers in our wrestlers. And the guy was like, oh, man, you know? It was pretty cool. But we had to be really quiet. We couldn't make noise because we couldn't make, wake up the neighbors or. The neighbors <laughs> complaining. I'm like, yeah, there's Matt Hughes, and like Jim, all these guys, and like, <laughs> right. we're not gonna make a noise. These guys
0: are killers, man. When did uh Cl- the great Cl- Clay Guida start rolling in there?
1: Well, I think it's more of a, with Clay's brother. So then later on, you know, I'm like, I was competing, and I'm like, hey man, you know, I think it's time for like we never had nowhere to train. Like I had no, you know, I fought BJ Penn running at Oh, I did. We went to the YMCA. I had no. That's the other time we had no place to train. <laughs>
0: my god
1: so I actually you know I was I was doing Abu Dhabi working like in you know in a factory you know I got kid raising and come home hang out with my kids and then I go cut weight all I did is cut weight you know for those matches but so I'm like later on I'm like hey man like I got it's time for me to open up a school so we found a garage in Mokina where I live now super small Bought a mat off of Joe Gortia for like 300 bucks. Threw it down in there. All of a sudden, man, I pulled one day to practice. There's this camouflage van. And this is one of the sniper guys going around. The whole sniper thing going on like back in the East Coast. I don't even remember that at all. No. I'm like, the guy must be working on with us, man. And it's Jason Guida. You know? And somebody told him about us. And and, and first he told me from Johnsburg. And I'm like, man, I kind of know Johnsburg. Like, I go, wait, man. That's like you hop over the border there he's coming up in wisconsin all the way down to will county man and I'm like this guy is like crazy and he ended up being a cool dude and then so he was fighting and then you know there was he was fighting his brother like clay was saying before on your show you know and like end up fighting in a strip club and then you know after that clay just have you know fighting with us you know training with us man and, and it was you know what how awesome it turned out. i mean you know clay just sent us a picture and like where he beat Bart, that was like the fight that changed everything for him, you know, up in the Crystal Lake area and like. But you know, plays a you know special athlete, man, and
0: and here's the other guy, man. I
1: don't did Clay ever make it downstate? I don't know. I don't know why I don't know this.
0: No, he didn't. No, I don't think so. But,
1: but how's but that's why I love like how excited when he's coaching for my team he gets, and that's what how great the state championship. I don't think people like that dude is Jack man. Here's this guy. As, as, as famous, one of the most famous fighters in the world. But man, I do still sighting going out to the state tournament, man. And then if you're a kid, you don't see that and how exciting that is. Like this guy is the best, fight, one of the top fighters in the world, been all over the world fighting. And that guy still gets geeked, man. Just being down in San Hall, man, that's, that's pretty cool. You know,
0: that's special. And he does, man. He, he still just loves it. You know, he'll be, he'll be driving around and he'll, he'll take a picture of his steering wheel and he has a wrestling change my life sticker on his camper right. steering wheel and it's like, he's traveling, like you said, all over the world. And you know, every post it's wrestling his life. And yeah, like you said, when he was coaching at Montini, going down there with the crazy hair and, you know, it's just like, that's the kind of energy that's at this tournament.
1: Yeah. Big time, man. That's cool, man. And I think kids got to realize that man It's like, and, and never downplay it, man. Cause it's a big time in your life.
0: Huge. It's so exciting. And you know, I don't, you know, the three classes, it's great, more, more availability. But man, back when it was two, when there wasn't seeding and there wasn't true wrestlebacks, just the stakes in every round were just cutthroat.
1: Well, the quarterfinals would be Friday night, or like, just like the NCAA quarterfinals. They're nuts. That's when the upsets came. I remember that's the first time I ever really seen like Matt Lackey, man. You know, I just, that's when I kind of decided to go back and watch wrestling. I'm like, man, who's this kid? And he yeah, like, who did he beat, man. Uh eight, man, well, I, I don't know he wrestled one of the twisters, I feel. I don't know exactly, but I'm like, man, look at this kid. This kid just upset this guy. And I, I don't know if he ended up losing his next match. Well, I mean he ended up being a three time state champ, right? Out of Moline, yeah. but yeah. I mean, this is those are those are, I think those are more the most relaxed line. That's what I was telling my son. I'm like, hey, what time is the quarterfinals? And I was telling him, man, back in
0: it was just nuts, man. It and was both-
1: free this time. Both you divisions know, and, were
0: in there, too. Yet double A and A at the same time. Now they don't do that.
1: You know, the other thing, too, not, not that, but it's, I mean, it was at night, and, you know, a lot of the parents already had a few drinks by then, too. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, people, I mean, I'm, I mean that's wrestling, that's tough, That's the wrestling we grew up, man. I was on a Bullogs, We went and We get kicked out of the hotel. The parents get kicked. You know I mean? People don't, oh. I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean maybe other suburbs or other town like wait, that's how it is around here, man. You know, those guys are pretty tanked up when they're walking through those quarterfinals.
0: <laughs> no doubt. I mean, they've been at Brothers since one o'clock, getting exactly getting getting <laughs> looped up. <laughs> yep. <Yeah. laughs> and the uh the, the hotel lobby party from the night before just ended. <laughs>
1: and you got that right, man. You know I mean? like I just remember, man, going to, back to the Maris and Providence matches, and people punching each other in the parents fighting each other in the stands and, yeah you know, we had the same instance man we had a crazy instance i was wrestling we Juliet central was ranked number one in the state and we had those guys on the road but that's when we had ties and i won an 85 pound i ended up tying the kid and i heavyweight you know had to go against shaw one of the best kids in the state kid took second there for central and our fam ran out of the stands punched the ref in the head you know,
0: <laughs> that wasn't tough back then man you know Man, I'll never, you, you, you were probably at this for, uh, when this happened, the Geneseo bi-state tournament. Do you remember when, uh, John Starzik and Nate Moore from Iowa city West are wrestling and their parents no, I, got into a scrum in the stands? Boy, man.
1: That's right before I started to go there with Marianne.
0: Got it. Cause my high school coach, Jesse Montez and his boys are wrestling this weekend. You know, best of luck to the Montez brothers. He was, uh, my assistant coach, but he's also a cop and he had to go up there and break it up. And like, to your point, everyone was, uh, was pretty tanked up at that point.
1: You got that right, man. Especially <laughs> the Geneseo fans, man. I remember, I mean, you know, Geneseo is a great wrestling ta- town, but, man, it is, it's a football town, too. Huge. And I'm at Marion, you know, Marion right around, right around then, beat them in the semifinals, I think. And I don't think they're going to ever let it down, man. Because I had a kid in the finals that year in Geneseo, they were all over him. And then we had a wrestle Geneseo kid. I'm like, man, these guys are to
0: kill us here. <laughs> they almost let the football go away, really, man. So I still remember it, man. There's probably still some old timers up there talking about it.
1: Hey, they love football in that time. I mean they love wrestling too, but football's they love football, cool.
0: man. They love it. And uh, you know, growing up, all I heard about was how Mike Allscott Scott from Joliet Catholic ran all over us. And anytime he would be on, anytime you were at a bar <laughs> and he was on the on the TV, someone would talk about it. And it's like, let it go, man. They couldn't <laughs> though. <laughs> that guy was a
1: beast. Yeah, but that's cool, man. You gotta, you gotta love those towns, man. You yeah. know, that feel that's a cool town too, man. Going out and hanging out with a lot of those people, drinking at the bars there after during that term, it's fun, man.
0: It is fun, and like you know, when like kind of what we're alluding to is, it just it seems like people weren't as serious back then as they are now. Now kids are like basically professionals when they're in fifth grade. You know, they're living a the life of like like a, a a businessman, basically working out all the time. When you were in the thick of your high school season. Were you doing like the extra workouts or were you just doing the afternoon practice? And what was your edge back then?
1: Nah, it was like night to night, you know, you'd get up, it was night out and then you went home at night, you know? Yeah. But, but you know, I I was lucky because like my older brother is a workaholic man and anything he does, man, he does, you know, he just came, he was just at the 16, was it the 16 hole? This is how nervous don't have you watch golf. Oh, yeah, the waistband oh, open, goal, the 16th hole. hole. He's a golf guy. He's, like, golfing every day, man. This So, you know, I just took my brother's lead, you know. He's a fanatic, man, you know, and, like, so we got up, and we ran, and we left it at school, and our coach will open it, you know, and then then it just started to catch on every year, you know. Like, you know, my buddy Jim Ferguson, you know, you know, he's, you know, you know, he kind of took the reins after my brother, you know. You know, he's an NCAA qualifier for Rutgers, you know. He's a guy that's Wow. wrestled at Andrew, went to junior college, went to Rutgers, won a couple matches in the NCAAs, you know, you know, he's like one of the best you know, financial advisors, but, but, you know, I was always, always been a rookie to be around. Man. So yeah, we, we had to work out in the morning, man.
0: And this is five yeah. days a week or like every other day, if you, if you could think every
1: back. day, Every day, man, let's get up, drove us in the car and drive us to school, man. I mean, sometimes you could run the school. It was nice out, you know, like
0: before the season, maybe
1: but well,
0: that's still a good few miles away, but yeah. And let me ask you this, going into your senior year, February, 1989, you know, state tournament happens Friday. You got the match of the morning. You got the quarters at night. You advance to the semis and you got this cat Schaefer waiting for you, who was a returning state champ at a weight below knowing you had him. And then your historic fourth, you know, fourth state title the next day, were you someone who could get to sleep that night or were you up all night just kind of thinking through the matches?
1: Well, that was that. It was the same day as the state finals back then.
0: Could we wrestle? Right. Cause so Friday night, you got the semis in the morning and then the finals that night on Saturday.
1: Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I don't know if I was up all night, but. Yeah, it's always on my mind, man. And I, I'm that person, too. It's one of my worst. I'm, You know, I'm an overthinker at times, you know. Mm-hmm. But I think, like I said, you know, my coach and my family, I had a lot of good support. I, you know, I, I had a lot of good coaches, man. Had, you know, Coach Lee and Jim Harrell. And like, even this guy, Coach Crow, is huge influence on me. He only got to coach me a couple times, Coach Crow, but huge influence about, you know, like, you know, just being intense, man. You know, and, like, not taking anything from nobody, man. This guy's, you know, an ex then, you know, God bless him, so he passed away. But, you know, he's like, oh, man, you know, I had a good support system, man. So I relax, you know. And I was ready to go, man. And, you know, and I, and I was ready to get it over with. And I know this kid, I should have been tough as heck, man. Tough as heck. You know? And here's a crazy thing, dude. I remember, you talking about, I remember getting off the mat, my quarterfinals. I would to go watch his, uh, his quarterfinals, and the kid tosses them on his back. Because, like, people, I... I mean, I don't think anybody really understands. Like, I've never really ever wrestled anybody in the state finals I was supposed to wrestle in the state finals. You know, I don't know if that makes sense. Like, guys yeah, are yeah. ranked mostly. And he was ranked second, but we had his first time. I probably ever wrestled a kid that was ranked second in the state tournament, and I wrestled him in the semis. Yeah. You know, and he went out and took me down, and then, you know, I stood up and got in a, you know, scramble situation. I'm putting him on his back,
0: you know? I heard, I was watching the broadcast of the United State finals and Rob Cheryl was talking about that. And he's like, this happens like once every five years. And, you know, I, in uh, at assembly hall where two dudes will meet like that. And then it's as electric as it, as it, as everyone thought. And, you know, you pin the dude, but you know, for you to even be taken down back then must've been, must've been a huge deal. Maybe the only time that year or in any year you had been taken down.
1: No, I was taken down. I, I don't know why this kid from Romeoville took me down that year. And then I'm like, oh, man, you know, but, <laughs> but you know, I'm, but I, I'm, a, I am at times an over aggressive wrestler, man. I'm not that hard to take down at times because I'm really, you know, going for that takedown, you know, I'm putting myself out there, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I never mean, really bothered me ever getting taken down. I'm not one of those people like, and you know, I try to, that's how I coach. And I'm like, just get up. Hey, man. I, I mean, I take brands down twice in a row and then uh, I was in trouble, man. I shouldn't have, but <laughs> hey, man, like, you know, I'm like, I didn't know. We, that's the th- best way to go, man. You're never out of the matches, but you know, there is a lot of coaches that harp on the oddest things. Like, oh man, you couldn't, you got taken down and you're like, coach, I'm 40, you know, like whatever, you know, like some coaches just harp on the wrong stuff. Right. But, you know, the Schaefer match, yeah, man, it's like, it was early. It was half a ways you know, I was just like, you know, I just want to get it over with, man. Mhm. Cause like, uh, my sophomore year, uh, man, uh, shoot, I, let me see, I, I gotta get the guy's name exactly right. Here.
0: No problem. No problem. Take your time.
1: This yeah, guy, Mike Keaton, you know? Yeah, wrestling for North. Why shouldn't he? Thirty year before at one thirty-two, he's ranked. I was in rank number one my sophomore year, he was ranked number one. And, uh, you know, he gets pinned in the quarters. He's undefeated. I mean, he's dominating people all year. Just cheat him, you know. And he uh, loses to, uh, you know, then he, like, I mean, I, yeah, I'm pretty sure he got pinned.
0: Yeah, you know, then,
1: oh, well, you know, the guy he got pinned by is Tim Chapman. You know? I'm
0: Tough. My dad told me about Tim Chapman my whole life growing up. He was from Galesburg. He was tough.
1: Oh, no, this Tim Chapman was from Joliet Central. Okay. Wrestled at Michigan State. I mean, I, I had a pull. I was losing to him in the conference finals. He's in my conference. And, I mean, but the kid was dangerous, too, man. He was the first guy to really do the cement mixer. I'm, you know, I've never really seen it before, and he's cement mixed to kid. But Tim was tough, man. He's multiple state placer. Wrestled at Michigan State. Coaches yeah. the force now. So okay. But, you know, then like uh like my freshman year I was to wrestle Dennis Duchesne and he ended up losing, you know, to this kid from uh, Tony Marshall, whatever from my like, Jelly Catholic, where he probably beat the kid a couple times that year because they're in the same conference, you know. Mm-hmm. So I didn't wrestle him. You know, and junior, everybody knows I was wrestle Sean, and that didn't happen. And then my senior year, that's the first time I really wrestled somebody.
0: Schaefer, yeah. And then take, you know, you get it get the win in the semis that morning and then you got all day leading up to the finals and yeah obviously you get it done in the finals your senior year
1: yeah i gotta wrestle stan valley and a good guy man you know kind of came friends with him through the summer freestyle and still friends with him now tough kid yeah. man he wrestled north washington too
0: dang see that's that's just so many so many studs back then mm-hmm. and I just want to go back to one thing you said before we before we sign off. You had a coach who was like a, a Vietnam War vet, and he, what was his philosophy? Like that you, you really took to heart.
1: Well, I, I was thinking about there. There's a you know you got people don't understand like back in my day, Thornton and Thornwood and Thornwood they were studs teams. Dude. They were solid. I can't remember really going to, to a dual meet back then and really seeing a forfeit. Nobody really ever forfeited. You got to remember these teams. You know, you got, Thornton's got great wrestling history, so I'm wrestling this kid. That was my freshman year, and I coached late. I don't know why he wasn't there, but Coach Crow had to take over the match, and uh, and, uh and, and this kid I'm wrestling, I'm not going to lie, my brother had a wrestle him at 119. I don't know how the kid made He was got to be like 6'5", 126 pounds. <laughs> and then my brother I had a wrestle him later, my you know, older brother at 119. I don't know how this kid made weight. But I remember me, like, it was a pretty intense dual meet, and I kind of was giving it to the kid, and I, and I probably gave a little bit extra after the match, you know? like I wasn't supposed to, you know, but it was like tense, man, right? I mean, I walk off and I see the coach come over and I'm like, man, I'm in trouble. He's like, that's what I love, man. That's why, you know, it was like, that's the way you got to be. Never back down, man. You know, that guy pushed you. Down, I don't care what happens. And, 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 you know, and like I said, you know, I have pretty good, you know, severe like learning disability. And that guy took, he took me on a wing in high school and really washed out for me too. You know, even though he was never, he was, he was a football coach for a while and then, you know, and I'm not, but, but he, but anything, anytime I was in class, senior leader, he was just, you know, a guy talk about intensity, man. I think in high school I had a good level with Coach Lay and Jim Harrow and all these guys, man. And I had like, probably like coach for everything, you know? So it was great.
0: And that's a perfect segue to, to wrap this up because I wanted to have you give a message to all the the coaches and wrestlers listening. Cause I know that, you know, the Downers Grove South team listens to this podcast. So, uh, coach K over at Tinley Park, Andrew now, and you know, there's a lot of Illinois high schools that listen to this podcast, you know, like and for those kids going in, it's their first year. They're excited to be there. That's all well and good, but you know, I think just your 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 Vietnam War coach, one you're referencing, like he probably would have gone in there with, you know, take no prisoners, you know, don't put anyone on a pedestal. You know, is that kind of his approach and the message you give to the guys driving down to Champagne right now?
1: Oh, exactly. You're exactly right. That's how I was. Like, don't back down to nobody, man. Like, just go and force your will on them. And you know, that was the best thing I could say too. And because, hey, man, one match at a time, like I'm saying, man, I never wrestled the kid, the right guy. You know, the guy was probably in the state finals. So you can't look ahead. You stay what you're doing and just stay on your course and let it go. Let your course take, you know, control. I mean, you control your course, man. And it's one match at a time, you know, and that's the best way to look at it. And, yeah, right, and just go out there and say, hey, you know something, go out and score points and have fun and show off. Because there's a good chance you're never going to get a wrestle in front of 10,000 people ever again. You, know, you you, earn, you earn, you earn, those applause. All that, all the time you put in all these years, you, you do want all those people keeping eyes and on you after those matches. And you earn it.
0: Don't take no shit from anyone. Enjoy no, it right. and yep. have fun. Yeah. Joey Gilbert. It's been a pleasure, man. An Illinois legend. Thank you so much for taking time to us on the eve of, of the big dance, baby. I get chills even saying it.
1: All right, man. Thanks for having me. It was an honor to be on your show.
0: Wrestling fans, freestyle season is just around the corner. And if you want to wear the same singlet that Kyle Dake, Yanni D, and Vito wore at the 2021 Olympic Team Trials, you can do that now by going to SpartanCombat.com and shopping their extensive list of freestyle singlets, and specifically the U.S. Trials Limited Edition Singlet Combo. Check it out now on SpartanCombat.com.